Welcome to Think Orphan, the podcast for orphan excellence. Real talk with real people navigating the global orphan crisis. Let's join our hosts, Phil Dark and Dr. Karen Hutchison. Well, welcome to the Think Orphan podcast. You know, once again, I am starting this show off today because we are doing um, what is now our third little mini session. Uh, we originally called the mini episode I did in the first one, but then Karen said mini session last time, and I like that better. So we're going to call it the mini session. And, you know, today we have another um, great uh, segment with Karen. The Ask Dr. Karen segment we're going to do today is on vicarious resilience. You know, we've done vicarious trauma in the past, and we've done resilience. Um, and so now we're going to have vicarious resilience because we're just, we like to combine things. We like to collaborate on this show. We've talked about that in the past. So we're actually collaborating on the Ask Dr. Karen segments right now and bringing it all together for you. So Karen, with that, um, what is vicarious resilience? That was perfect, Phil. I loved that intro. That was absolutely 115% spot on. Yes. So for our avid listeners, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for the download. You guys have heard us talk a lot about trauma. You've heard us talk recently about vicarious trauma. And as Phil mentioned, you've heard us talk really recently about resilience. And so I just want to give you a tiny, tiny little refresher about resilience. So resilience and resiliency is essentially the process when a child, a teenager, or adult adapts well in the face of adversity or trauma. And that's relevant because we're doing the series on the refugee crisis. And what we know is that anyone who's been impacted by the refugee crisis has absolutely experienced trauma, if not complex trauma. And so the resiliency piece is how does a child or a teenager or an adult essentially bounce back from these difficult and very traumatic experiences? So that's resiliency for you. Um, The piece that we're going to talk about today, though, I thought was this really, really neat concept. And I think it's really relevant for a lot of our listeners because it's called vicarious resiliency. And so you've heard us talk about vicarious trauma before, and I'm sure you've heard people maybe make jokes about vicariously living through someone who's maybe... I don't know, eating a really awesome piece of chocolate pie or maybe, Mm. um, I don't know, vacationing in some luxurious beach area. I don't, couldn't even tell you the names of those places, but (laughs) anyway, so vicariously is essentially something, um, that happens to someone else, but you're experiencing that. And so where we're headed with this, I'm getting there, I promise, is that we know that, um, when we're working with people who've experienced trauma, children, adults, and teenagers, we know that vicarious trauma can occur. What that means is that um, me as a clinician, I can experience some traumatic symptoms for my patients that I'm working with. And that's important for me to know as a clinician and a therapist, because it helps me to make sure that I'm really intentionally taking care of myself so that I can then take care of the patients that I am serving and providing care for. And so we know that the way that my patient is feeling can in some ways impact me. I could potentially experience that trauma vicariously through my patient. But the topic that we're talking about today, which I think is really, really cool is that There's some research out there that's showing that actually this resiliency, that that can be a vicarious experience. And the research is really focusing on therapists and clinicians, but I think that it's relevant to you for people who are overseas or here in America serving people who've experienced trauma. We know that these concepts of resiliency, this ability to bounce back, this ability to bounce back can actually be experienced by someone who is helping that person. And so I thought that was a really neat 
concept to introduce just to know that um, this process of um, experiencing these really unique and positive effects actually helps us then to ourselves be potentially better I don't know, people that are providing care, people that are handing out food or people that are providing mental health care or medical care or educational services Mm -hmm. to children, teens or adults who've experienced trauma. Yeah, that actually reminds me of a a book I was reading, um, Leaders Eat Last by Simon Sinek recently, and I think I recommended it a few weeks ago, but he talked about that like with the, the serotonin and the idea that when you help someone, you have a serotonin rush. When you get help by someone, you have that. But also, if you even simply watch someone help yes. someone else, you get that. And I think that that's kind of, I mean, I don't know. The brain science now is so phenomenal, like what's coming out and what we can learn. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that sounds like that. Am I, am I on the right track there? Is yeah, that- you're on the right track for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's a really great example. I think one of the things that even when I talk about vicarious resiliency, though, and I make sure and kind of asterisk, um, kind of caveat against is I'm definitely not at all promoting or speaking towards like a, especially a white savior complex or a way that's promoting like I'm only helping people so that I can feel better but mm-hmm. um, really this concept is referring to the fact that it's kind of a contagious type of feeling so this right. positive hope filled type of resiliency of this bouncing back this capacity to um, adapt well that it can be kind of contagious right right it's not a rose colored glass thing. It's not sure. like coming in and saying, oh, let's just live in, you know, la la land. But it's just this, you know, hey, let's, when we start helping people, it is contagious, like you said, which yeah, is. Yeah. And I, I think it's relevant because so often we hear about compassion fatigue and that mm-hmm. is relevant and that's important to monitor. We want to make sure that we're not having compassion fatigue or burning out, but it's good to even recognize oftentimes we only focus on the negative things, um, especially in a really difficult situation. But it's good to recognize that some of these positive adaptive qualities, the way right. that we view ourselves, the way that we're intentionally continuing to make plans and emphasize culture that these things can be contagious too, not only for um, the children and families and uh, teenagers that we're serving, but for workers in general. Yeah, right. No, and I think that in a world where unfortunately so often the negative has been what's been contagious with talk radio and with the politics and just with the the total device of nature, especially here in the in the U.S. And I know that's, that's somewhat the case, you know, globally as well, but especially in the recent years in the U.S. So to hear it kind of put a positive on it and say, you know, let's make positive contagious. Let's make this yeah. what we're what we're saying is what we want to actually encourage, and let's get service and and helping others to be what's contagious here. And that that's. That sounds like a great, great thing to me. So, well, thanks again, uh, Karen, for, uh, for just, you know, again, sharing your wisdom through this segment. Again, I, I love it. I absolutely love this segment. I hope you out there love it as well. Um, share with us what, what you do love, what you don't love about, about the podcast. We want to hear it all. We want to hear your feedback and, and give it to us. Um, at the at the website thinkorphan.com on Facebook um, and, and please leave a, leave a review on, on iTunes or wherever else you, you download this uh, this podcast so that we can get it out to more and more people share it on your social media share it with others by just telling them about it if, if this is something that, that you are getting getting uh, uh, help from this is something that you're learning from as I know I am um, I, I do pray that you you do share it with others um, I also pray and hope that, that you're taking everything you're learning on this show and you're using it to help you to love and care for orphaned and vulnerable children better and better and more and more every single day of your life. Thanks a lot. Have a great week. We hope you've enjoyed today's Think Orphan podcast. For all the information in this week's podcast, please visit us at thinkorphan.com. 
You too can be part of the conversation. Send your questions to info at thinkorphan.com or join us on the Think Orphan Facebook page. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again on the next edition of Think Orphan. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.